Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. You're listening to The Gold Derby Show on The Gold Derby Podcast Network. Uh, Chris Rosen, Gold Derby, joined by Ariana DeBose. Tony-nominated actress and acclaimed Broadway star who plays Anita in Steven Spielberg's new version of West Side Story. Ariana, I'd love to hear your West Side Story story. I'm sure you've had to tell it a lot, but where, when did you first see it, the original? And like, you know, what yeah. were your thoughts? Like, what were your experiences like with that version? Oh my gosh. Well, I first saw the 61 film when I was probably seven or eight. I was in my grandmother's living room and I was, you know, sitting there like this and totally enamored with the woman in the purple dress who was just dancing with this reckless abandon. And I, I so desperately wanted to do that because I think I came out of the womb dancing. Um, but I, I just loved it. And I loved that she sort of looked like me. I guess it, I guess it felt like it gave me permission to try and do things and move very freely. You know, I've, I, as I got older, I realized that she was painted to look like that. But um, but it doesn't it doesn't negate the fact that, like, in that moment, as a young person, I saw someone that I felt I was close to, you know. Um, but beyond that, I've, I've never participated in a production of West Side Story. Uh, it's just been the film for me, really. And it's just always sort of just been buzzing around. So, yeah, now and obviously now you're playing Anita in this version. Um, I, I, I know I'd read that Steven Spielberg like call like approached you to audition for the part, basically, like he came to you first. And I, I want to know when you went into audition for it, what was something about like that you thought you could bring to Anita that was maybe different from the, the Rita Moreno performance or what was your initial like thoughts on how you would play the part? Oh, sure. Well, I mean, just to be clear, uh, Cindy Tolan called me to, and asked me to come in an audition could you imagine if Steven Spielberg was like, hi, um, you don't know me, but I'd really like you to audition for my film. Uh, I think I would have just thrown up right there. It's fine. Um, but no, uh, when, when Cindy asked me to come in, I, there was a voice in the back of my head that was like, yeah, sure. Go in. But like, this is not for you. Um, and I felt I was, I wasn't like adamant about it, but I just, I'd never seen Anitas who look like me. You know, it was like Karen Olivo does not look like me. Juana Tony for her interpretation. Rita Moreno doesn't actually look like me. Won an Oscar for her interpretation. So I just never really thought that there was a place for my potential take on it. Not that I didn't have the skill set because I, I do. I'm, a, I'm, you know, I'm a triple threat. It's what I was trained to do. I'm built for that. 
And I'm, I'm really, I love doing that, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, ultimately when I did decide to go in, I was like, well, you better go in and do something interesting and honest because I'm a radically honest individual, if you can't tell. Um, and I just thought, well, I'm an Afro Latina. I'm a black woman and we're going to play her unapologetically black, unapologetically Afro Lat. And I allowed it to inform everything I did. So I went in and I danced the way that I dance and I sang the way that I sing without changing my voice. I think my lived experience in the industry is that women of color often have to change our voices in order to play a character. I didn't really want to do that. I just wanted her to sound like whatever was coming out of me from an emotional place. And then in the moment when, when I did audition for him, he asked me, um, he asked me if I would read for him. I told him no, because I felt like I wasn't prepared because I gotten the call at 10 PM the night before. And I was in for, I was in to dance and read and sing for him very early in the morning, the next day. And I don't make it a habit of being unprepared for auditions like that. <laughs> and I was working at the time, so I don't want anybody to be misconstrued. Um, but anyways, he asked me if there was anything he should know. And I was like, well, I'm Afro Latina. And if you're not really interested in exploring that in the context of the, the script or, you know, in, even in subtle ways in the film, I don't know that you should hire me. And he took me in and then he was like, oh, OK. And now I'm here. So I think it was a very brave thing that he did <laughs> taking on someone as, you know, potentially outspoken as I am. <laughs> but I think that actually works. I mean, it definitely works with the character, right? Like it's like, I yes. mean, so that, that, that's really, yeah. really good. Oh, Anita knows her mind. I yeah. clearly know yeah. my mind. Uh, I, we definitely have that in common, put it that yeah. way. Yeah. You mentioned your, your triple threat. I mean, like Anita, yeah. the, the character is incredible. It's like, I just love, I, and obviously like the original West Side Story, Rita's performance is so great, but I was so excited to see America, the performance, like in the film and like sitting there waiting for it. And like, then it comes in and it's just oh. like surpassed my expectations that I went back and looked, I know you guys had shot that in New York, like the summer of 2019. And it was incredibly hot. I looked at one of the viral yes. tweets from it. It was like the heat index was like 108 or something crazy. And That's I guess wild. like, like, how was that to like, what was like that to have to go through that experience to get it? Cause it's so I mean, the sequence is unbelievable and it's like, so it's, you. you're really going for it. It's like, how is that to do in that kind of conditions? <laughs> um, well, thank you. I'm glad you enjoy it. And you're right. We were really going for it in a heat wave. Um, it was wild. It was, you know, everybody was so excited that we were getting the opportunity to, you know, put our America in the streets of New York because it allowed it to be a love letter. And you got to really feel the Latino community, the Puerto Rican community um, within the context of our, our number, but I'm not going to lie. You know, my, my Paul Taswell design yellow dress was absolutely fabulous. It also created some wonderful tan lines that are only just now going away. Um, you know, many of the women are in incredibly structured costumes, like truly vintage costumes. And it's like I had a corset on my corset was built into my my dress. And, you know, there are moments where you're exerting so much energy that like you do sometimes almost feel like you're going to pass out. And I was very clear on when I needed to take a break. And thankfully, Stephen was like, anything you need, anything you need. And I was like, thank you so much. And anything they need as well. Um, 
But I also, fun fact, I don't know if it was fun, but I had sustained a very bad sprain to my ankle in, during pre-production and was healing throughout the filming of America. So I had an incredible medical team that kept me going so that I could do this safely. And, you know, kudos to Justin Peck who really worked with me and what my body could do. Like, yes, I am a professional dancer and um, thank God I have the training I have so that I could execute these moves and keep myself going. That doesn't mean I didn't burn holes in my shoes because the asphalt was so hot, but I think it's just kind of a miracle that we have the America that we have. And I don't know, I'm really proud of it. Yeah. I mean, it just, it really does bring that, it brings the house down. I mean, I know it's like, you know, it's different than like being like a live performance, but it's really, it's incredible. And the other, I mean, not to just continue to add, like the other, I, I'm watching me, you know, when you do a musical and like, I think a lot of maybe people who are going to focus on like the singing and, and I think what I love about this and like musical theater in general is that you're getting so much performance within the songs, right. You have to like be the character in the songs. And so a boy like that, I just think that whole sequence is so wonderful and you have to take Anita from this like incredible heartbreak and like fury at, at Maria to like a moment of like understanding and like kind of compassion. And it goes in like three minutes and you have to like get all, you have to like really thread these needles. And again, I was like, I had recently rewatched the original. So I was like excited to see how that performance looked. And it's yeah. like, you guys are, it's just so beautiful. And like, it really was uh, really heartbreaking. And I just love that sequence so much. I'd love to hear you talk a little about how you, and me and Steven and uh, Rachel Zegler, who plays Maria, like kind of worked that out. I just think that whole sequence is so great. And I, I think you should get a lot of you deserve a lot of credit for how you're able to like really kind of bring across that performance within the song. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you for that. I appreciate that you received that from from watching it. Um, you know, uh, Rachel and I didn't really discuss the number, um, which actually I think was a something that was very good for us because inherently these two characters have very different perspectives on, on this moment. Um, and I know, you know, I, not that I didn't want to be sympathetic to Rachel's views, but I do think that had I, had I really processed them, it might've informed, you know, some of my inherent beliefs about the moment. Um, but I also, I, I'm a person that believes two things have to be allowed to exist in one space. Um, and I, I, I was just really interested in that journey of, you know, finding forgiveness in the face of excruciating grief and quite frankly, great adversity coming off of all the things that Anita has just experienced and all the things that she will experience. Um, you know, that moment was really about forgiveness for me and just how fucking hard it is. Um, it's one of the most profound gifts and showings of love that we can ever give to each other, but it doesn't come without taking a massive toll on this individual in this moment. Um, and I think it's interesting. I'm someone as I'm an actor who loves body language. I love movement. I love dance. So I, I, now that I watch, you know, what actually is in the film, what made the edit, um, I find Anita's physicality to be fascinating because there's a lot of stillness um, and a lot of tension in her body because you can, I I've, was actually really not surprised, but kind of glad that you could feel her holding back. Um, you know, Latina women, when we're very angry, it's not loud. <laughs> 
it's not loud. It is deathly quiet. And there are these moments that I was like, there she is, you know, and then only when it really has to come out, does it come out? And for her, you know, the, the original 61 film, I don't think the choice was to show massive expressions of grief, but I do think in this day and age in 2021, there has to be space for it to be a sign of strength to allow yourself to express grief in such a visceral and vulnerable way. And she's incredibly raw. And instead of trying to cover it up all the time, she lets it be seen and there has to be value and weight to that. And I'm really glad that's where we got to. And um, I think Rachel does the same. There's value and weight, vulnerability, and I don't know, just sheer grief in the both of them at this moment in time. And that is, you know, what they have in common aside from their love for Bernardo and uh, the, the, uh, you know, realization that your love is your life. It's um, it's a beautiful thing that was able to be harnessed. (laughs) Yeah, it it really is. And I mean, like, it's like, I mean, it's definitely to me, it's like the key, certainly I think it's a key moment in their relationship, but it's such an important moment in the film because you really have to buy you have to buy all the emotions to like be like sold on what's happening and what will happen and stuff. So it is really great. And it comes, it's so great. I just thought that sequence is amazing. Uh, You like, I mean, we're talking about the original and obviously Rita Moreno has got such a huge part in this as well. And uh, so I want to ask you a couple of things about first, I guess, what was it like when you had to first meet her when you were cast as Anita and then like you met her for the, she's executive producer on the film. I know as well. Like what was your first meeting like with her? I guess. Um, well, I first met her on a day where she had come to speak to the cast and uh, she was, you know, holding court as only Rita Moreno can do. And she said, wait, where is Ariana? Where, where is Anita? And my, my cast totally turned on me and everybody was like, she's right here. <laughs> and it was, it was so awkward and I hated every moment of it, but she was just like, we have some talking to do. And then of course I ran under the bleachers and had like a full out panic attack. I don't know. I mean, when you say yes to doing something like this with Steven Spielberg, I don't know why this happened, but apparently it didn't really go through my body that I would have to work with Rita Moreno, like actually have to work with her. Um, and so that was the moment that I was like, okay, living legend. And we're going to do this. And I have to find a way to not totally fall apart or feel overly intimidated, you know, and thank God she was as graceful with me as she was, you know, she empowered me to lean into all the things that make me unique. Um, and, and she, she was like, no, I love that you're Afro Latina. And she said, run wild. Um, and I think she knew that like, I, had a very clear vision for what I was doing. I knew what I wanted to do and she never inserted herself. Like she let me have my process. And I'm really grateful for that because sometimes that's not the case. It can be very challenging. Um, But I think given the circumstances, we had the best possible experience that, you know, that I, that I personally could have hoped for. Um, And, you know, we have that scene in the candy store. That's pretty intense. Someone yeah. asked me earlier, a journalist asked me earlier, what was it like to like, you know, scream in Rita Moreno's face? <laughs> I was like, oh, I never thought of it that way. Um, but I didn't think of it that way because she's she's not Rita in that moment to me. She's Valentina. And you just focus on playing the truth um, because that's the truth of the moment, because that's why we were there. 
to tell the story. And I'm just kind of glad I got the opportunity to do it with her in an iconic way. Truly, that scene uh, is awesome. I love that as well. Not to just to continue, but like that moment is so great. And I think uh, the way you used to, like your performance there was great. And again, like it just, I just really, I was very impressed by that scene. I, I'm excited for our audiences to get to see that too. Yeah. I think it'll be, I think I, I, you mentioned your cast there and like how I get the sense just from seeing like the red carpet photos and just like watching other interviews, you guys are like really yeah. uh, tight, it seems. And I guess was that yeah. like, you've done movie musicals before and stuff and like, I don't know, is that, and like, obviously like you've done a lot, but is that like, do you feel like this cast was particularly close or, and how did that inform the ensemble nature of the performance? Cause I think everyone works so well together. It's like really, yeah. it really comes across, but I guess I'd love to hear you talk a little about it too. Yeah. I mean, I, I am someone who has, who's had the benefit of, you know, working on quite a few projects, but that have ensemble casts. And no, I didn't come out of the prom being besties with Nicole and Meryl. Like that's not really a thing that happened. Um, or Orange Megadoon. Like, I mean, granted, I love Cecily Strong. Like she's my my queen and Chenoweth and Dove Cameron. Like we're on a text thread. It's great. Um, but this experience was quite singular because, I mean, we all were so aware of, the moment and how special it was and that we were getting to do it with Steven and Tony Kushner and Justin. And you're working with Titans in their field and in an, in an iconic story that means so much to so many of us, because we're all triple threats. Many of us come directly from the Broadway community. And this, this piece of work means a lot to the Broadway community. So in a way it felt like summer camp and your camp counselor is Steven Spielberg. You know what I mean? Which is a wild, wild thing to experience. But yes, you're in the elements. You're in the streets of New York. You're getting dirty. You're in the process. You're you're hashing it out. You're, you know, arguing or, you know, creatively bickering with, with your colleagues. You know, I creatively bicker with Steven Spielberg. I cannot believe I just told you that. But I did a couple of times. And, you know, we're still good. <laughs> like, and how... Fortunate is it to have that sort of experience? I mean, it was, that's the reason we're all close. This, this production was, was done with a lot of love and a lot of care, a commitment to authenticity and integrity, to be perfectly frank. Um, And it was about love. The piece is about love and the experience was all love. Wild. So yeah, yeah, we're tight. Yeah, that's good. No, that's good. I, I figured so. I, we have to wrap up here, but I just want to ask. I'm sorry. I, Do you have no, one no, more question? I have one more. That's it. This has been great. I love I love chatting with you about this and it's been really fun. I just, the last one was, I guess, just like, obviously I'm like, I literally just watched the original, like this movie's 60 years old. I think there's still like value to that one version, obviously. I mean, this movie is incredible as well. Like, what do you hope the legacy of of this version is like, you know, going forward? Like, what, what are you like, uh, you know, like, I don't even know if you could think of it now in that context, but like, what would you hope for? I guess. I mean, I feel like my answer to this question will change as time goes yeah. on, you know, yeah. like the more I can get outside of it and gain some clarity right now, I'm very much in it, but I'm really proud of this movie because it it does go further than the 61 film. And that's, by virtue of Steven's vision and Tony Kushner's adaptation, um, you know, his screenplay really goes f- deeper 
It is a socially aware depiction of what was going on with these people in 1957. And it talks about these, even subtly, these systems of oppression. You get to see why these two gangs are fighting each other. It makes their intent and their motives clear. And the tragedy of it is that they have more commonalities than they have, you know, differences. If they could just talk to each other, perhaps we could find a sensible solution. And does not that sound similar to some of the shit we deal with today? Mm -hmm. Like that's, that's the thing. Classics are meant to be retold time and time and time and time again, because we have lessons we have yet to learn. And it's important, imperative even, that we tell these stories for new generations. And I think there's no better time than to for this movie to come forth than right now, because we have so much to continue to learn and improve upon. Yeah, I think that's great. And uh, it's an incredible film. And Ariana, your performance is great. Thank you so much for doing this. Ariana DeBose, uh, Star Wars Side Story. Thank you. Thank you so much. Bye. For all things Hollywood competition and award season, head to goldderby.com and follow us on social media at goldderby.